Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 45. Can you face the music? This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. That's us, baby. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. He hasn't done that before on the intro, so it kind of threw me off when all of a sudden I hear the, that's us, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping you on your toes. You are keeping me on my toes. It's been a long week, a long day. Happy November, everyone. It's uh, hard to believe that we are just two months away from the end of the year. (sighs) Wow. And that actually means that we've been podcasting for 10 months now. Yeah. Woo! Amazing. (laughs) Long time, long time. Well, we've got... um, some good conversation tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot of good facing the music and taking responsibility for your actions. Um, but before we get to that, you guys know we always kind of go back over the week. What's been happening with us? It's been a, a busy week. Very. A really busy week. Um, for those of you that have been listening for any length of time, you knew that Saturday we were doing the uh, MCAS Miramar Monster Dash. MCAS is the Marine Corps Air Station here in San Diego, and um, Saturday morning, we got up early, very early for a Saturday. Our kids like to, well, Alex likes to sleep in, so we had to wake him up. Yeah, 6 a.m. early. He was a very reluctant uh, participant Saturday morning as we're like having to drag him out of bed, and we're getting ready to leave. He picks the one pair of shoes that doesn't have laces. Yeah, And so I just said, you know what? I just don't want to hear any complaints. If that's what you want to wear, that's fine. But not one single complaint. <laughs> and he didn't complain. And he didn't. And so as we are getting on to um, Miramar, I think Top Gun, that's where you know, everybody that's familiar with Miramar that knows it from Top Gun, the movie. Um, Alex from the backseat says, Mom, is that rain on our windshield? And it was just a light sprinkling at that time. And I just turn around and say to the kids, look, we're going to have an adventure. You know, a little bit of rain, not a big deal. You guys are always asking me to play in the rain. Um, so yeah. Well, here's the thing though, too. Elisa got us up super early. I mean, Elisa was like, we need to be up at 6 a.m. because it starts at 8 and we need to be there early because we're getting on base. And, and, and I'm thinking, okay, well, we, let's make because sure. Because we had this whole long laundry list of stuff that we were supposed to bring to go through. The, you know, this is a <laughs> military base you had your laundry list of things that you had to bring for obvious security reasons. Right. And the patrol person at the gate just sort of looked at our event pass and said, second light on the left. (laughs) Yeah. I just waved us through. Didn't want to see Tony's license. Didn't want to see all of our, you know, we had to have car registration and proof of insurance and ID. And he really, it was cool. Was not concerned with that. So we ended up getting to the start, oh, about 45 minutes early with 
two kids, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go. It's starting to drizzle. It's cold. And we sort of got ourselves prepared, try to figure out what we're going to do. And I have to say this. If we had been driving over in the rain, we might not have done it. Oh, we would have. Done I, it. I don't think so. Yeah, we would have. No, at least we were there. And so when it really started to rain, which it did. Which it did. No. And this was our first one. This is something that as a family, we really want to start doing more of is, you know, jumping in some 5Ks. And and as Elisa mentioned this to me when we when she signed us up, she said, this is a a run walk and we're going to just walk it. And I'm thinking, okay, I I can bike 100 miles, 200 miles. I can sure in the heck walk 3.1 or 3.2 miles. Um, So I'm like, sure thing. But as we had to get ready and we got to, dropping the temperature, yeah, it was dropping and we're standing at the start line, a little underdressed because we weren't really prepared for rain at all at all. And so we were standing, getting ready. We did well at eight o'clock. There is the, what do they call it? The, when the bugles go off. Yeah. The colors, colors colors and then we had the national anthem Mm -hmm. and then the gun goes off and i'm expecting hey all right well let's start let's start walking let's start moseying and all of a sudden elisa starts trotting along and i'm going okay so are we running this now she's like sure we need to warm up i was freezing i had had abby before you know it (laughs) bundled in a stroller we are running and and then I got out of breath and Alex is like, let's go. You're too slow, mom. Go. You know, like I had to tie my shoelace and all of a sudden he's like, you know, really? We have to wait for this. Yeah, he wasn't happy. He was not happy. And so, uh, I wouldn't say he wasn't happy. He just wanted to keep going. He, yeah. he, he, he felt he, like, he'd hey, found let's his go. Groove. And so I just told them, you know what? You guys take off. Yeah. Because I, I've got Abby in a jogging stroller and she's so funny. So I've got like two blankets on well one shower curtain because i keep that in the car for when we go to the beach because it doesn't absorb all the water so i've got a shower curtain over the stroller and then a blanket over that and she is just you know sitting there every once in a while she'd look up at me like really we, we came out <laughs> for this yeah um so the guys take off and abby and i are you know trotting along running and every once in a while she's like go faster mom and i'm thinking really you have the driest, cushiest ride right now. Yeah, Abby was in the stroller and it was wrapped. She was in a cocoon. Yeah. Warm, dry. I think her toes got a little damp. But, you know, other than that, she was... She was set up. She was set up. So we uh, we sloshed through the uh, to the finish. And Alex... His first 5K did it in 37... 48? 29. 49. 29. Yeah. Yeah kid uh, cranked it i mean there, he there ran were the whole way yeah. in the rain with shoes with no shoelaces he did awesome <laughs> it, it was a proud moment to be a dad out there just watching him go and there are times when he had bursts and i couldn't keep up with them which you know i, I do have to laugh at this because I mean, when we talked about this since you go out and it's i mean i won't say it's not a big deal but it's a minor deal to you to go ride 100 miles i mean it's more time than anything else right but here you've got here you've got your son kind of kicking your butt in a 5K. Well, it's completely different. It's completely different, but it still makes me laugh. No, it, I, I wouldn't say he kicked my butt. We he, wa- took we, off, he took off from you and you couldn't yeah, keep up. Yeah, I know, but we still crossed come the finish on, line together. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take, take a well, little ownership. He, he, no, I'm taking ownership. <laughs> I'm just saying he, he took off, but he couldn't sustain it. I, okay, the, honey, he's seven. Tortoise in the hair. He's uh, seven. I'm the tortoise, just sort of 
moseying on down the road and catching up to him. So anyway, still his dad. We uh, all in all, it was, it was a good awesome. time. I you know it and was kind of funny. At, this came at the end of a week that was just super busy. It just we, seemed like yeah. lots of. I mean, we just have been busy. Just lots of little things going on and yeah. Mouth uh, update. Oh yeah, I mouth. I went to the dentist on Tuesday mm-hmm. and got to sit down with him and told him what was up. It, it was sort of interesting because I did I did tell him I said hey we I, we've narrowed it down to this and we have an awesome listener who is who's a dental hygienist and gave us some advice, gave me some uh, sort of over-the-counter prescription of what to use. It's helping out. Uh, told him, hey, I think this is due to oral sex. Uh, not sure if that caught him off guard or not, but at this point in time, my mouth has been hurting for six months. I don't give a crap. What <laughs> I, I need to get this thing fixed. And he looked at my mouth and he's like, yep. You know, you, you told me you got the burning. You have this, the metallic taste wrote me a prescription. I've been on it for six days now. Mouth is clearing up very nicely. Just reordered another uh, round of it because I'm going to make sure that this is gone. And he gave me two fills of it. So little, you know, heads up. If it ever happens to you. Family medical update. If this ever happens to you and you have had oral sex, be just understand that that's what it is and you don't have to deal with it. Just get to your dentist, ask for what's it called? Oh, nice Stanton. Nice Stanton. I don't know if that's the prescription. That's what he gave me. Yeah. He gave me a swisher and you're you're good to go. So hopefully this will be the last of it. And uh, I'm sort of excited to turn a new leaf so I can get back to business. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing why, to say after why, that. Why are you shaking your head at me? Because huh? every once in a while, you, you know, fly out with one of those one-liners, and I'm like, I, I got nothing to say. I got nothing. No, that's my water. I know, but my mouth is dry. Sorry. Oh, but you might still have cooties. <laughs> yes, and I got the cooties from you. Thank you very much. No, I don't have cooties. Anyway, so we did that on um, Saturday morning, and then amazingly enough after the race um the sun came out and it was a gorgeous fall day here in san diego beautiful yep. blue skies we went and did pumpkin carving over at some friend's house which was an entertaining afternoon in and of itself because i had purposefully picked like i'd gone online found really easy templates not a lot of detail and we get there and you know i bring the templates out and abby <laughs> decides that no that's that's just not what she wants she wants a kitty cat and our friends dan and jan um they are pros at the pumpkin carving party they have booklets of templates they have all the tools i mean it is such a dialed in deal that you know abby so abby's flipping through the idea booklets the template booklets and she finds this cat and i'm trying to convince her to do the easy thing and she's not having it so mom ends up carving a cat for my dear sweet daughter who you know subsequently after it took me probably an hour to do this thing I do get that mom that's the greatest cat so I guess that's my reward but I was just grumbling the whole time I was I was not happy because then you know Tony comes out because he'd been taking a little nap and uh he comes out and is able to convince Abby that yes indeed we can do the other easy one right 
Yeah, she was perfectly okay with daddy doing the easy one, but mommy had to do the complicated cat with the whiskers and the ears and you know, she wanted the spider going down the forehead and that's when I drew the line and said, get your dad to do the spider. I'm not doing the stinking spider. Yeah, you're a little snippy. I got stuck doing the hard template. I wanted an easy one. I wanted to be able to enjoy myself. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what I get. Yep. So that was Saturday. And then we... Came home Saturday night? After church. Gosh, we were gone all day, huh? We were gone all day. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. we we just, but we did some stuff before we took off. We were, yeah, we hung out here. Our house was all trashed out. So we were, we were working together trying to get the, I don't know, six loads of laundry done. At least six loads. I don't know. Every once in a while it backs up. It backs up. But it was Saturday night after we put the kids to bed or prior to putting the kids to bed. I, I remember oh, we yeah. just had they a... they were watching a movie. A st- we? we just had a stack of clothes on our bed and I was just sitting there going, you know what? I've been washing all day. I was thinking to myself, I've been washing clothes all day, doing all this stuff. You know, this is Elisa's stuff. This is her thing to do. Because I am it, the stay-at-home mom. And instead of doing that though, I just found the opportunity that, you know, let's let's just power through this and... I just started folding clothes with you and the kids were doing their movie and you and I just got a, a, a nice little chance to just talk to each other for a mm-hmm. bit through that. And instead of me getting all sort of, that's your your business and your thing, I just sort of took it upon myself to just go, you know what, let me serve my wife at this moment in time. And it was good and we got it done quickly. We did. And, and we had some just good conversation. It wasn't anything, you know, super deep or anything but it was just we were doing something together and just talking about what was happening and what we got to go what Mm -hmm. we got going on i noticed this week it just seems like even when you're calling me at work i'm just sort of okay that's great i I need to finish what i got going on all of a sudden my business has taken off again which just is a typical of of the dent dude i'll have some slow weeks and then it'll be balls to the wall and everybody wants me yesterday (laughs) so that that sort of picked up at the end of the last week and this week is looking to be the same which so, we appreciate well yeah we always appreciate oh, yeah. praise so god that uh, the business the business is like this but it, it just it, it it affects the way i will talk to elisa at times because there are just times when i need to get things done or i'm i'm starting to run behind schedule and i just need to get things done mm-hmm. and then there are times when i can just sit and chit chat on the phone for 20 minutes so i know it's, it's sort of a mixed message that i give elisa but I know that because you keep me informed as far as what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and there are those times where I'm like, okay, call, just call me when you can talk. Right. You know, or if you can't talk right now, call me, you know, can you talk right now? You know, I yeah. ask those questions because I don't want to feel like I'm getting blown off. I also don't want him to feel like, okay, I've got to sit in here and talk to her when I'm really distracted or this is not a good time. And so it's much, much more beneficial to both of us if I ask that question. Mm-hmm. Is this a good time or can you talk or... Or even just make the statement, call me, you know, I can tell sometimes when he answers the phone, I'm like, just call me when you can talk, mm-hmm. call me when you've got five minutes. So, you know, and that's one of those little things that we've had to learn. I mean, cause in years past we would just, you know, I, we'd get on the phone, you know, lovely cell phones and you just start talking and he's like, really, I, I can't talk to you right now. I can't yeah, process this. I can't. It's know. not that I don't want to. It's just, I get caught up with things and need to take care of it. So, you know, that was Saturday and then Sunday was Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Just yesterday. That's Yeah, that was yesterday. So we, uh, one of the local churches here 
Living Way does this amazing fall festival they've been doing for years. And so it's just a lot of fun for the kids. Um, and it was really neat for us because, you know, that we've been here in San Diego, Poway specifically for the last almost eight years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're at this festival and we're seeing people from so many different circles in our life. And, you know, I was telling Tony, I said, it's really neat that we've been somewhere for so long that our kids, you know, they have the ability to run around a festival like this and, you know, they're seeing friends from the babysitters and they're seeing friends from mom's groups and they're seeing classmates. And, you know, it's just really nice to have that sense of community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where everybody's getting together and having a good time. And then we came home and um, we attempted to do trick or treating. And I say attempted because Alex got it in his, Alex has this shirt that says orange t-shirt that says, this is my costume. It's great. It's a great t-shirt. It's what he'd been telling me, you know, since the beginning of October that he was going to wear for Halloween. And then I think Thursday or Friday, he suddenly gets it in his head that he wants to be a mummy. So I rip apart sheets and we get them all kind of situated. And then, you know, mummies are dead. They don't move once they're wrapped. So they don't have to worry about the wrappings falling off. Little boys move once they're wrapped. Yeah. And so, no joke, we'd walk down our driveway, getting ready to go to the very first house, and he starts grumbling because his wrappings are falling off and just gets in his head that, you know what, I'm not doing this. I I, I don't, you know, I'm like, just put your t-shirt on. No, I'm going to, I'm not going out. He was done. He was done, completely done. So he decided on his own to stay home with his dad. And so they stayed home and passed out, um, what do we, have? oh, the gift certificates for Frosties from Wendy's. Yeah, that was, a, I think that was cool. A lot, a lot of the kids thought it was a, it was a trick because they kept going, is this for real? When I was passing them out, they're like, is this for real? I'm like, yeah, it's for real. Go, so a little, go, get a little a, go get a, go get a, whatever we were given. Frosties. Frosties. A little plug for um, Wendy's and the Dave Thomas foundation Foundation. they from mid-september through october 31st i guess this has been an annual tradition i don't know how for long i was just reading the little coupon book um they sell these books of frosty gift certificates they're five gift certificates for a dollar it's the junior frosty perfect size for the kids actually almost too much but it's the smallest size um and 90 percent of the proceeds Go to the foundation. Go to the Dave Thomas Foundation, which helps with adoption, adoptive kids and things like that. And so, um, as you guys know, I've been really trying to cut back on the whole sugar. And you did awesome. This year. And so I didn't want, knowing that my kids were going to get candy, I didn't want to buy additional candy that was going to be in our house. And so... um, Tell tell people how how you've overcome your candy addiction and, and, and especially your your addiction to the sugar and sweets. It's been a lot of hard work and a lot of prayer and probably more prayer than hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really been, I guess it was probably, when did we go on vacation? July? Yep. So we go on vacation July and I'd been doing really good kind of not do, dealing very much with the sugars, but we're on vacation or with the family, you know, a little extra cookie here, a little we extra white bread there, you know, it's vacation. And I had really bad reactions. My skin got bad again. My periods got bad because it affects it. Sugar affects everything in my body magnified. Right. And um, you get you get uh, very itchy skin. I I get this crazy dermatitis and just everything. And and it makes it very hard for us to have sex. 
Oh yeah, because I don't even want to be touched because my face is so Irritated. sensitive Irritated. and itchy and uh, so yeah. I don't so I don't like it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> so, it interferes with me having sex. So we're on vacation. I, I you know I, and I come back and I'm talking to my acupuncturist and he's like, I think we've finally been able to identify that you have a problem with sugars, right? Because we'd kind of been talking around that, but to see, and it wasn't until I really had kind of tested it again to see if I could handle the sugars. And so these last three, four months, I have really been focused on not having a lot of the artificial sugars. I mean, that's not to say I don't eat fruits. That's not to say I don't have a sweet here and there. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I do my jewelry. Gooey, I make my chocolate chip cookies. cookies. I, you know, when I'm at my jewelry parties, if a hostess has brownies, am I going to say no? Absolutely not. But you, it's all about moderation now for me. That's, that's what I was going to say. You, you, you moderate how much you take in. I, I really moderate it. And, you know, it's so funny that my, because I really also as the primary shopper in our family really have, you know, the first say in what comes into our home in terms of sugars mm-hmm. outside of the candy that the kids get at Halloween. And so I don't buy a lot. I mean, but even that, I mean, you and, and we just made make it up as we go but the kids came home with all their candy and we just said pick 10 pieces the rest is getting donated the rest is getting donated see ya um, we just don't do it but yeah so here's so here's halloween and my kids know i love reese's peanut butter cups um in fact abby's first book that she ever wrote she cut out a picture of a peanut butter cup and yeah. wrote buttercup and you know this is of course i've got to be proud i mean she identified mom's favorite candy but my kids don't realize that i haven't been eating Reese's peanut right. butter cups. They, and they, so they really we're at this haven't. festival last night and every prize that they got, cause you know, mom's, you know, we're doing all this stuff for mom and they're bringing me peanut butter cups. I must have two dozen peanut butter cups in the house. And then we go trick or treating and they get, you know, more candy and we're coming home and we're sorting through because they're getting to pick their 10 pieces. And you know, we have the stack of peanut butter cups and they're like, mom, isn't that great? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Um, mom might have one and no joke. I did not have any candy at the festival. I did not have any candy last night last trick-or-treating night. with the kids. I have had not a single piece of Halloween candy. And I have to tell you, one of the things I'd prayed for, I mean, I'd heard this at a sermon that uh, Pastor Harry Keel had done at CRB. Um, I don't know if it was earlier this year or sometime last year, but he had said, you know, when you're wrestling with something like this, you almost have to pray to develop an aversion to it. Right. And... I remember as I had identified that sugar was just not something I could handle that I did. I started praying. I'm like, you know what, God, if you can just make this so that I don't even want it Mm -hmm. so that the idea of it makes me sick, then it will be much easier for me to be able to just say no. And that's what's been going on. I mean, the kids have it in the house. I actually did. A girlfriend of mine had made Buckeyes, Aaron, thank you. And I had my last one in the freezer and I ate that today and I'm like, oh, it tastes good, but I don't have the compulsion to go eat that and then have a Reese's peanut butter cup and then have a package of M&Ms. I was like, oh, I can have that one. Mm-hmm. And while it tasted good, I, I don't feel the need to go have more indulge. Yeah. No, and, I, and I'm with you on that. I, I've been feeling the same way. I think the big thing is is that we have some goals set ahead of us for our fitness and where we want to be. And one of those is Elise and I are have been, I say, I should say, talking about getting a professional photographer who does models. Uh, Lisa and I would love to just go out there with our 
shirts off. Well, at least my shirt off. Her, I was her, say hello. Her bikini top. We didn't, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, her bikini. <laughs> well, so it's we, not we, that kind of show. Yeah, a, a, a swimsuit uh, a photo shoot where we can just go out there and we just want to be fit. I mean, I'm in my, my late 30s and Elisa's right there behind me. And it's just something that we want to do together. And we're having a blast. I mean, we're, we don't work out together. It's not something that we do together. And for those of you who've checked out fit marriage, we talk about doing, being able to uh, do exercise together. Uh, Elisa and I, for us, it's, it's about just supporting each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're there behind each other, helping each other out. And because of that, a lot of the sugary stuff has just gone by the wayside. My, my, I go after it too at times. And I think I had a little piece of Dolly bar yesterday. And then yeah, but even then, I've had those Dolly bars in the refrigerator for yeah. probably a week and a half now. And yeah, and beforehand, we would have polished them off. So uh, the moral yeah. of the story, pray. Pray. It, it is. A lot of it is prayer. And, you know, this isn't just for sugar. This can be for pornography. It's this can be for if if you're just having, and I'm not saying you're an alcoholic, but maybe you're drinking a little too much alcohol. Maybe, you know, you're having a beer every night and you just don't you just want to stop that. Right. And I'm not calling you an alcoholic. I used to drink a beer every night too. You know, there are certain things where we just need to lift, lift them up to the Lord and let them and let him do his work on us and be open and receptive to it. Well, and I think you also need to let people know that yep. this is an issue. I mean, all of, all of my circle of moms, my immediate circle of moms know mm-hmm. that sugar is a big deal for me. Yeah. That, you know, one of Abby's classmates had a little party today and we went over to um, the local yogurt shop and I did have a very, very small, they had, they had pumpkin pie, frozen yogurt, heavenly. It was so good. But again, all about portion size. I had a tiny little bit and I thought about my toppings and the moms that I'm with know they're like, are you going to be okay? Yeah. And Elisa again is doing this because of the ramifications that will come out if she doesn't watch it. So yeah. that's why she does it. So if you have some interesting um, symptoms, you know, again, we talked about Tony's mouth, but uh, you know, sugar, which is in virtually everything we eat, yeah, depending on, on what your diet is. And by diet, I don't mean like a prescribed eating plan. I mean, by what you stick in your mouth. Yeah. Um, some people have high sugar sensitivities. Right. And while I haven't been diagnosed by Western medicine, trial and error has proven to me that I can't handle normal <laughs> processed sugars. Processed sugars. And and, and here's the, here's the thing: if you haven't caught on, these little things can really detract from the intimacy you have in your marriage. Because just like Elisa not being able to handle the itching and the the, the manifestation of this it can detract from our intimacy. So you need to start thinking about in your own marriage, is there something that's detracting you physically Mm -hmm. that's hampering you from having the intimacy you want? And then if so, then you need to start honing in on that and figuring it out. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something you ingest. Mm -hmm. It could be something you are looking at. It could be, Something, I, I'm just trying to think. I mean, the well, endorphin you know, highs from from, the, from too cycling, much, like when too, you were doing too much right. cycling, I mean, and that started a, to interfere with our marriage. Right. When you know, if you were doing 
anything too extreme, you need to take a step back and say, is this beneficial to my marriage? Or hurting it. Or hurting my marriage. Yeah. And it does not matter what that is. And and as we lead to that, um, we did it. Anybody out there having sex anymore? <laughs> What's up? Uh, I would think with all our listeners out there, somebody's having sex. So we need you guys to call in and give us your we did it because you need to, to shout from the top of your voice and let the community know what's happening there. All right. So, so call in 858-876-5663. Share with us and and not just with us, with everyone that listens, Um, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing what this community is doing as a whole. And here's a great way for you to be able to celebrate your accomplishments and encourage others. Right. You know, so, so call in, we want to hear from you. And to that, we, we do have a message. It's not a, we did it, but it, it is another voice message. So here it goes. I think. There it goes. Space Turtle. Justin Lomaster here from thespaceturtle.com. So I'm here in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon. Caught up with all of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Started way back at episode one. Awesome. This week, my wife and I got to episode 40, whatever is the current episode. 44. That was good. It's been, uh, been really good. We've definitely been able to talk about things that we have no other way to easily bring up before. That's good. Yeah, that's that's one thing the podcast really helped with. Uh, it's difficult a bit because my wife's pregnant, so options are limited. Understandable. But that adds a little kink. Make, make do where we can. But just want to say, really appreciate what you're doing. Been beneficial, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Cool. And I was thinking, as a you, since you have so many episodes, you, I was wondering maybe you could uh, forward an episode specifically to introduce people. Because if you say, "Hey, listen, episode one," and then they go, "But there's 40 episodes," people might be kind of People might not be like me and have eight hours a day to listen to podcasts. So catching up might seem to take forever, but if you had an intro, that just kind of covered the basics that would catch them up. I don't know, just an idea. Don't know if it's a good one. But I will keep listening. And you all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. Nope. No, I was going to say thank you so much for calling. Um, I'm amazed that anyone would sit and listen to us for eight hours <laughs> straight. That's uh, thank you very much. We have heard of people taking us on road trips with them and yep. to get caught up on the episodes. Um, it's it's exciting to me to know that somebody would listen to us for that long and still keep listening. So that's good. Uh, as far as give them credit, as far as an intro um, podcast, you know, our episode one, um, obviously when we first got on the air, but I have to tell you that. A lot of times, and we've heard this from various folks that listen to us, um, you know, it's like having friends over to have a cup of coffee right? and, and you know, kind of sit down and have a conversation once a week. And so, you know, 
I agree with you. Most people don't have the time to sit down and start at episode one. And, you know, this is episode 45. So, you know, that's what two full days worth of Tony and Elisa, uh, 40, you know, almost 48 hours. But, uh, you know, what I've heard people say that they do is, you know, they might stay current with whatever this week's episode is. And then when they've got time, they'll pick up some of the older episodes. Um, we don't really have any, there was never really any sequential episodes except for when we were going over our book, when we were doing the strip down uh, online small group. And that was the only time that we were following any type of sequencing. But our, our purpose has always been that if you were listening to us for the first time, you could sit down, listen to us in your car, listen to us while you're washing all the laundry, you know, like me. Um, actually like Tony this weekend doing the laundry or the dishes like I do or the dishes, my wonderful house husband. Um, and just have us be part of the conversation. Right. You know, part part or, you know, invite us. O- it's kind of like inviting us over for coffee. And so I don't know. I, I do appreciate the suggestion. I don't know that we'll ever do kind of a, another intro podcast because if you really listen to probably one through four, one through six, the first ones really kind of get into a lot of our background mm-hmm. and our history and they tackle things from different perspectives early on in our marriage. Um, and it's hard one, it's hard to condense that all into one episode. I would think now partly cause we've gotten, we've become so wordy, but, yeah. uh, but I would so appreciate you listening, appreciate the feedback and the suggestions uh, those are always welcome and you never know. I mean, maybe down the road, you know, maybe it's when we had a hundred, I don't know that we'll say here's a, here's a quick synopsis of the last, two at that years. point it'll be almost two years. Um, yeah. I, I don't, gosh, you know, even for myself, when I listen to podcasts, even if it's something that I, I find somewhere and they're at, you know, episode 50, I'll jump in and listen to the last couple and then I'll go from there and I'll pick and choose what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, maybe our topic is just different because we talk about sex and intimacy and it's something that people want to dive into more. So, and I would say if you do, gosh, listen to them, Uh, you know, listen to them because you're going to learn something. And I've also heard from folks that, you know, as they've listened to us, um, our comfort level behind the mics, are the way we come across has definitely changed from those early episodes. Oh yeah. And you know, I know just for myself, I mean, we get down now, you know, on the mics and I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, this is just, this is our talking time. Um, so I almost, I'm almost kind of like, just skip to the recent ones. You know, so it's like, if you want a good laugh, go back to the early ones because we're like more stilted and more, yeah, more stiff. Um, we should play clips of those sometime just to, to just to have to a good laugh we should but, but thank it, you it, yeah thank you very much and uh at that point at this point i should say it's time to uh hit our topic hit our topic and uh, this uh, can you face the music really the idea for this came about sort of a twofold mm-hmm. um one is that we had received a voicemail that tony's going to play and the second one is uh, do you want me to play it now no not yet okay um an incident that we had this weekend. And what I really want to talk about today is what do you do when a situation is happening that you are responsible for? You know, 
and can you face the music? Do you take responsibility for your actions? Mm. Do you, you know, if, if you're the one instigating something, if you're the one responsible, do you own up to it? Do you put your name to it? Do you say, this is me and this is a, what I think, or this is what I did. And I need to take responsibility for that. Or do you just kind of, you know, sort of fade into the background and let, the situation unfold and you know, say, well, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. This is the situation. I have very little to do with this, if anything. And that happens a lot in our marriages. Mm-hmm. A lot. Why don't you play that um, clip? That clip. All right. Here it goes. Hi. Um, I was calling in regards to an article that one of my friends linked to on their Facebook account called Zero Four Zero Through the Kids. This is our marriage. I totally agree with and like the concept here of, you know, putting the kids to the side in regards for your marriage, but I would like to request that you guys consider rewording that as um, as this type of terminology is used all in too much of a lax manner. So, um, you know, if you could, if you could reconsider, uh, retitling this article that would be so great and i would greatly appreciate that you have a great day goodbye so i have to be real honest (laughs) tony called me and uh had because he gets all of the one extraordinary marriage typically comes to him first and so he calls me and he's like we got a voicemail i'm all excited and then he's like yeah i just forwarded to you listen to it and so i listen to it and my first reaction is well who is this person yeah why why wouldn't you tell us even your first name you know you guys know that if you want to call in and scream we did it and you just want to leave your first names just so we can say hey and i'm totally making these names up you know bob and mary congratulations we are so excited that you did it you know we want to celebrate with you we want to we want to celebrate who you are mm-hmm. and you know, so I was I was really put off by the fact that we had a caller who didn't even give us a first name. Right. The whole anonymity thing. Yeah, I don't I quite honestly, if you want to make up your names when you call in and scream we did it to protect the innocent, go ahead, but give us a name. Well, <laughs> my thing my thing with this this voice message from from the get-go is I I read this article. And Sorry, not an article. It's a podcast. So why don't you click through and listen to it before you call in and start telling me I need to change a title? How about screw you? Sorry. (laughs) I I saw that look. But uh, I just, it it really sort of chaps my hide when somebody just looks at something like that and then calls and says, "Uh, I'm a bit offended. Well, Sorry, maybe you need to listen to my podcast and then give me some feedback. Give me some critical feedback if you so choose. Because if you had listened to that and what we were talking about, I think he would have agreed with what we were were discussing. It's a title and I understand where he's coming from. But one, I'm not changing it. Sorry, dude you don't even know that it's a podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. 
if you're if you are a listener and a part of this community, by all means, you call in and you say something like that to Elise and I, we're listening. Because we know that you know the community. We know that you know who we are. Mm-hmm. We know that you are protecting us. And we will listen to you and with open ears and open arms. We're not we're not so naive to to think that we are the greatest thing behind a microphone here. We're, we're not. Far from it. Far from it. And, but you know, you with, are with that, it's, you know, this was somebody reacting simply to a title. Not, not to anything that we said. Not to anything on our website. And, who you know, I, I will say this. Thank you guys for putting up our podcasts. Yeah, and, that, and, and on your web, on your Facebook fan page. That's rad. Really excited about that. Don't want to stop the phone calls from coming in, but you know, we'd like to know that if you're responding to something that we've done or said that you've actually listened to it. Um, right. You know, we've had this podcast up. What number was that? Oh, 40. 40. So for a month now, and those of you in our community who we know are regular listeners who you interact with us, you've responded to us. Not a one of you said anything about the title. If if anything, we kept getting folks going. Thank you it. for yeah. thank you for saying that. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. It was needed. It was necessary. So it, it just it, it catches. Sometimes when you put yourself out like we have, at times you get things like this. And it's not to say that we can't handle it. It just really bugs me when somebody has no idea. No clue of what we're we're about, what we do, what we talk about, and, and says that. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. But, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with it. I know not I'm getting just, flustered, but not just it. It, it, it just not just comments you know, on something that they don't know or understand about us. But you know, and this, I'm gonna reel us back into back yes. into the topic. Sorry, but doesn't doesn't take the responsibility for it. Doesn't say, hey, this is Mike. You know, I've been, you know, blah, blah, just give us a little bit about who you are so that we know why you're saying this. If you're simply offended by our word choice, then quite honestly, I'm guessing you're probably talking about us. And in all honesty, that does not bother me mm-hmm. because somebody else is going to click through to find out what in the world we're talking about if we titled something, screw the kids, it's our marriage. <laughs> so by all means, talk about us. Um, but take responsibility for your words, for your actions. It's like the person that writes the letter to the editor and signs it anonymous. You know, they'll write a scathing editorial and they sign it anonymous and it's like, well, okay, who are you? Well, how does this affect our marriage? Well, it affects our marriage because we do things like this in in marriages. It's like Saturday after, no, Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Tony takes the kids out. The kids have um, book fair. Mind you, I'm taking the kids out. Right. So Elisa can chill. Right. He doesn't usually let them. Okay. I'm going to preface this. He doesn't usually let them buy anything. So they go to the bookstore because Tony needs, has been looking for this book. He's got a coupon, blah, blah, blah. They come home and they're all excited. Oh, mommy, look what I got. And I'm like, did you, what money did, where did the money come from for this? Like we had our $5. And I said, I totally squelched everybody. First of all, I go out to Tony and I'm like, you let the kids spend $5. And he's like, yeah, they had $5. Then I look at the kids and I'm like, that was your money for the book fair. What are you going to do? So I now have upset husband because I have literally jumped down his throat when he walks into the house. 
I have squelched my kids because they were so excited to show me their new stuff. And I've got two crying, upset children. And I'm just sitting here going, what the heck just happened? So, you know, I'm making lunch because Tony had called and said, are you going to make, you know, get lunch going? Okay. So I've got lunch going and nobody wants to eat. Alex can't even eat because he's so upset that I have just like, you know, he's like, I'm a bad kid. I'm, you know, this, I made, you know, bad decisions. And, and I'm just, I was frustrated because I know that when they go to the book fair, it doesn't matter what happened on Sunday. They're going to be looking for their $5 and they're not going to necessarily, especially the younger one is not necessarily going to equate with the fact that she got an eraser set on Sunday with the fact that she doesn't have her $5 on Thursday. And since he doesn't usually let them buy, I didn't, you know, I never said, don't let him spend any money. It was their money. They wanted to spend it. I let them spend it. I didn't want to hear about it anymore. So I said, spend it. I, I had no clue that there was a book fair going well, on. Well, I, I didn't tell you that because it was during the school day and, you know, okay. not a big deal. Right. Exactly. It's not, it's so, not a big deal. So. Well, it is. It will be. It will be when because they're, they're wanting to buy books because well, they know their friends can buy books. Well, they can't buy books. And. So we're sitting there at lunch and Alex is, you know, giving me this massive hug and he's still kind of sobbing and Abby won't even sit near her dad because he is now the bad guy, even though I'm the one that jumped on everybody. And you guys have heard us talk about the, have you filled your bucket today book? And and I had to sit there in front of all three of them and acknowledge out loud that I totally dipped into everybody's bucket. I couldn't let them all stew in their own juices. I couldn't, you know, I've got my almost eight year old who is just like, mom must hate me. Mom must think I'm a horrible person. He tends a little bit toward the dramatic when he gets upset. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's what we hear from him sometime. Yeah. Um, you know, I needed to acknowledge to him that I totally squelched him. I did not have excitement for his purchase. I had to, you know, talk to Tony and say, you know what? I blew it. You didn't know about this. I should have handled it completely differently. And I had to comfort Abby. And the same way I had to work on refilling those buckets that I had completely dumped out. And take responsibility for what you had said. I had that, to t- that was yeah. hurtful to all of us because we came in and... They were all excited. And I just literally, you know, it was like stubbing out a cigarette. I just put my foot on them and ground them into the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. And quite honestly, a few years ago, I would have been like, yeah. Too bad. Eat your lunch. Here we go. I, I'm, you know, not my problem. And I was sitting there looking at my family and saying, you know what? This is totally my problem. I created the scenario that I am sitting in right now and I need to be the one to fix it. Because it was my words and my actions that upset everyone. And I couldn't let them just be in that misery. Well, you could have. You chose not I chose. To. Okay, you're right. I could have. It which, would, which has happened in the past and still happens at times. It does. Yeah, on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know. I, th- I think a really good book that discusses this is uh, The QBQ mm-hmm. by John Miller. The question behind the question. And a lot of those are, you know, the I questions. You know, what can I do to make a difference? Or how can I make a difference? Or is there a way I can do this or things of that nature? And I think it really, it shifts that responsibility off of somebody else and onto you. And you have to look inward and at yourself and go, what can I do to make this better? 
well, instead of what Elisa did yes or yeah what Elisa did yesterday, and then her looking at me going, well, you need to make this right because you had the kids buy stuff and now you screwed it all up because they're not going to get they're not going to be able to do the book fair thing, and her not taking any other responsibility and then just putting it all upon me. If she had gone down that road, there would have been friction in our marriage. Mm -hmm. There would have been a blowout somewhere because she has now basically taken all of what she should have owned and put it on my shoulders. And I had nothing to do with it. Right. I, I just said, sure, they had money. It was their money. They could spend it the way they want. So with Elisa doing that, it really allowed me as a husband to go, I don't have to take this on. She has taken care of it. She has, you know, refilled my bucket and the kid's bucket and we can just move forward mm -hmm. instead of me having to stew over this and us have to come back to it. So there are times in our marriages when those actions happen and it may not happen as quick as Elisa was able to recognize it and then rectify it. What needs to happen though in your marriage is when you do realize it, you rectify it. Mm -hmm. Do not let it go another minute. Do not let it go another hour or a day. You take care of it and you go up to that person, your spouse, most likely, and let them know that you take responsibility for the hurt or for the argument or for the misunderstanding that happened. That is, that is up to you. Don't let it continue to ride because when we do let it ride on and on and on, all of us know all it's doing is building up a wall mm -hmm. and it gets harder and harder for us to tear that darn thing down. Well, we just, we get into the blame game. Right. You know, well, in, in a week later, you don't even know why you're upset at each other. Mm -hmm. You haven't had any intimate moment with each other in a week and you're sitting there going, what, what's happened here? Well, and that's, you know, um, some good friends of ours, Debbie and Sport, they, they have this thing where they called the slate. Yeah. And, you know, periodically they'll say to one another, is there anything on the slate? And what they do is that is a, that is a time where they can sit down. And if there are any of these grumblings, issues, problems, on the slates, things that need to be talked about, they sit down and they talk about it so they can clean off that slate. Right. And I remember the first time I heard them talking about this, thinking, you know, what a great idea. I, I think every couple needs, you know, to have that language or whatever it may be for you and your spouse. But, you know, if there's something that I do that bugs Tony, he needs to know that it's okay to say, you know what? I'm bugged. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated with you. And I need to be woman enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to turn this around and make it his problem. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say to him, well, if you hadn't done this or if you had only done this or, you know, my, all of my actions are because you did something first. I'm just reacting to you. No, no. I mean, it's not always the other person's fault. Sometimes we are just difficult to live with. And we make poor decisions and we make bad judgment calls. And we have to own that. You have to own that in your marriages. 
the responsibility that you have for the way that your marriage is. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of what you're facing, it does take two. <laughs> you know, whether, you know, if it's a big thing and you've just been enabling it to go on, if it's a little thing and you just need to step up and say, hey, I screwed up here, whatever it is, there there is responsibility for two people in any type of relationship. Right. You know, I don't care if it's a 1090 split or if it's a 50-50 split in terms of the responsibility. You have responsibility in your marriage. Right. Own your problems. And it's time to just get up and, and talk about them. I'm reading a book right now and there's something Todd talks about in his book. And a lot of people will go, ready, aim, fire. Well, he goes from his personal experience, a lot of people go ready, aim, 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 and they may never get to fire. They may never take that step. And he switches it around. I really like it. I think we should be applying this to our marriages. Ready, fire, aim. Take that step. Do it. Make it happen. If you screwed up, it's tough sometimes to realize that. Doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be the perfect setting or all this hubbub about it. Ready, fire, aim. You got the shot off. Now you can start working on stuff together because it's out there and you're not sitting there thinking about it Mm -hmm. and how are you going to say it and is he going to perceive it or is she going to see it and understand it? It might be the chance and the opportunity for you to just go, I screwed up. That's it. I, I screwed up and I asked for your forgiveness. It is better to acknowledge than to wait for the perfect opportunity. Because in all honesty, you're never going to get the perfect opportunity. You will always find some way to say, you know what? Well, you know, when the kids are in bed or when the house is quiet or when the kitchen's cleaned, there will always be one more thing on your to-do list that will keep you from taking responsibility unless you just do it. And Tony's right. You might not say it right. You might not say, uh, there might be miscommunication when you're trying to apologize or own up or any of that. But at least if you're talking about it, there's an opportunity to work through those things. If you close up saying, eh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with this. We're just going to, you know, let this, you know, get brushed under the rug or, uh, you know, it's not really my problem. You know, all those kinds of things. Guess what? You know, and Debbie, our friend said this very well. She goes, you just keep building up those blocks and the walls get higher and higher and higher. And then suddenly you've got a wall between the two of you and you're like, where did that come from? It, It came from not apologizing. It came from not taking ownership of your actions, ownership of your thoughts, ownership of your interactions. You know, so this week, as you, as you're going through your week, as you and your spouse, and this applies to your kids too. You know, if you've got kids and you screw up with them, tell them. Yeah. It goes really far to hear that mom and dad don't do everything right. It does. It's okay for our kids to know that we are not perfect. So just like I did on Sunday with my kids, when I told them, I I blew it. I totally, you know, rained on your parade. 
that went a long way. That's quite honestly, going back to the Halloween candy thing. I think that's why I got all those Reese's peanut butter cups because things were good and they were loving on mom again. Um, Take some time this week in your interactions. And if you need to own something, try and just say those words. I own this. I should have done. You know, you guys have an opportunity to make a difference each and every day. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.